So as usual, you know, I am always starting with recapping a little what has gone before. And first we can just settle and sense our body being gently pulled towards the planet by the power of gravity. Just allowing that to show us where we belong when we have a body like this. And, you know, all of the gifts we are constantly receiving in order to sustain this bodily experience, food, drink, breathing, closing, housing, and everything, everything what we have at our disposal, you know, to work with this bodily experience is coming to us from what makes up this planet Earth. And this, you know, is now becoming more conscious for many of us, you know, as we are experiencing the pressures of the limitations of the biosphere. And it looks like, you know, that uh, we are at the point where we are starting to understand the importance of opening to this information on a you know, on a bodily level, on a non-intellectual level, because we are understanding the limitations of the thinking mind when it comes to such complexity. And I really love the saying by Bayer Kumulafe. He says, you know, we need to get lost in order to find the way. Which means, you know, we need to consciously uh, be aware of the fact that we have gotten lost. And that is opening up a new humility and a new intimacy so that we can find our way. Can find our way in a next level of uh, self-understanding of our species. That sounds all, you know, rather grand in some ways, but it's the, you know, the big picture situation. And then with these uh, meetings here, I'd like to also bring that back, you know, into embodiment. And at the moment, we are speaking about what's called the Noble Eightfold Path, which is the template, central template of the early Buddhist teaching. And last time I have been speaking about right or wise speech, action, and livelihood. That, you know, those different embodiments of wisdom and compassion are the result of right intention. 
or sometimes it's also called right thought. And as soon, you know, we have an understanding of right intention, right thought, it's like setting the direction of the path of how to live, how to speak, how, what to work, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, even if we do know what wise intention or right intention is, or right thought, which means thoughts free of greed, hatred, and delusion, it's still very difficult at times, you know, to embody those. when we are triggered in particular. Holding steady, you know, without suppressing and staying mindful of the pressure of the habit energy can be extremely uncomfortable and also disorienting. For example, and at the moment I told you I'm still suffering from COVID mind, you know, and my mind doesn't really want to... <laughs> focus on anything my mind somehow wants to just you know get aimlessly wandering that's what it would like to do but I always have to kind of pull it back and and bring myself into the present moment where I experience a certain amount of confusion, you know, and a bit uh, of like disconnection because of the COVID uh, experience. And probably also the medicine I took, the Paxlovid I took. And that's a, a small vignette, you know, what happens to us again and again when our undigested accumulated past is weighing in on us when we are triggered. And it weighs in on us on a bodily level as well as on a mental. And instead of getting wrapped up in it and lost in those patterns, we need to come back to the body and really feel and sense them directly. Just as I you know, bring back my mind and sense that that light sense of disconnection and a bit of confusion which feels unpleasant but it doesn't feel unbearable at all it's just like a slight unpleasant overlay to everything you know instead of trying to divide it away or getting lost in it giving up, you know, just going to bed or something like that. Instead of doing that, I'm just sitting here, sensing my body sitting here, offering some Dhamma reflections. And at the same time, there's also this unpleasant overlay there. And it all coexists at the same time. So it actually, it opens me up, you know, it, it allows me to live in a bigger world. I can, you know, be here and offer a Dharma reflection or a guided meditation. And at the same time, there can also be this slight unpleasant overlay there from the COVID. That's okay. It's not 
a big deal, actually. If I don't make a big deal out of it, if I don't add to it, it shouldn't be like this. If I just say that's what it is, you know, when you had COVID, that's what it is. And it's not too bad, so I can actually function. And I can even, you know, learn something from it. So this this constant repetition of the question, what am I sensing in this moment? Going into the body and staying with that energetic experience. That's uh, what's needed, you know, not splitting it off into the head. Into thinking as an escape route from sensing and feeling. And it's so simple, it you know, it doesn't doesn't feel like that's the path, but it is. It is the path. And uh, you know, the uh, ethical guidelines in terms of right speech right thought, right, right speech, right action, right livelihood, they give us a framework so that we can stay within that framework, not acting out, you know, from this unpleasant energy. But holding steady with it, staying intimate with it, hopefully, you know, with uh, together with others if it's really difficult, because it's much easier to stay with our experience if we are seen and received. This is why Sangha is so important. But staying with the body, not going into the cortex, not going into the thinking mind. Not explaining. And this is what opens up new worlds to us. Because it opens up us, you know, because us, me, is a story I'm telling myself. And if I choose, you know, to not getting lost in the story, but go back into the body, be with the experience, it opens up the story. And that's an individual experience, but it also needs to be a collective one, you know, where it needs to open up our story that we are in the center of what's happening on planet Earth. That's also a very dysfunctional old story, which needs to open up for our own benefit and for the benefit of all sentient beings. So if we are managing, you know, being intimate with our experience in this way, new insights opens up because our world expands. And then also, you know, our capacity to see solutions for ourselves and for our world also increase. Because we are maturing into a more inclusive understanding of the way things are. And that's, you know, what's like happening now on this evolutionary threshold, where we are forced to do this work. Where we are forced to give up certain conveniences which are based on a fossil fuel uh, 
civilization, really. That needs to change, and that is uncomfortable and scary, but at the same time, extremely growthful and maturing. And we have to do it together. And in order to do this work, the next component of the Noble Eightfold Path you know, is necessary, which is called Samavayama, or Right Effort. The connective work, you know, which we need to do to come into a bigger intimacy with the data flow of life on planet Earth requires some effort. It's like, you know, opening up clogged up pipes. You know, if the, if the toilet or the bathroom is, is clogged up, we need to work on those pipes. And as long as, as they are clogged, what the flow can't go through and is experienced as enormous pressure. But then if we slowly but surely are you know, opening up the pipes, it can flow again. And then there's a bigger sense of connection and intimacy with the field. So in order for that to happen, we need to have the capacity to stay with the intensity and not judge it as good or bad or wrong or whatever. It is what it is. Pressure is uncomfortable. That is absolutely true. But that's that's it, you know. It's not wrong. If the pipes are clogged up, that's what's happening. And then, you know, through being with that intensity and allowing it to open us up, we slowly but surely integrate that bigger connectivity and then it all settles down again. And, you know, WISE or Right Effort has four applications in the canon. And the first one is overcoming unwholesome habits. Second one is avoiding unwholesome habits, not enacting them. Third one is developing wholesome habits. And the fourth one is maintaining wholesome habits. So it's very, very simple. So, you know, not being lost in the repetition compulsion and through recognizing it and not allowing that to happen, we are slowly but surely developing more and more capacity and resilience to be with the intensity. And then that opens us up and connects us with a bigger world. And then maintaining that bigger world until it's again challenged, you know, by something. And then it starts again. It's a very natural progress in terms of maturation and greater and greater inclusion. And it comes again and again to some bottleneck experiences or threshold experiences, such as the one we are in right now. 
as we are noticing, you know, that the way we have been organizing our civilization is no longer sustainable because of the amount of human beings and the climate collapse, which is in progress. So allowing that new information to enter our being means, you know, we have to open up more of the clogged up pipes by being with the intensity of that process of integrating information. And as I've said many times, you know, it's, it's really amazing, the word information. It's really entering into the formation of the physical form. And in that process, this intensity is triggered. And to hold steady with it, that's the work. And to do it together is, is crucial. So, you know, it's in, in terms of what's happening, it's not so difficult to understand, but it is intellectually, but to really understand it in an intimate, connected way, that is hard. That will bring up tears, that will bring up fears, that will bring up resistance, confusion, but also joy and inspiration. It's, it's amazing work. You know, the work of us, you know, becoming interested and intimate with the fact that we are indigenous to this planet. And allowing that gift of disorientation and confusion to open us up, but being consciously in it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be trying ourselves, you know, to convince ourselves that we are not confused. It is a huge new learning experience. And it's okay, you know, to allow it to go step by step and have the confusion also a bit of uh, as a protection, you know. The system isn't immediately all opening up. That would not work. That would be too fast. But slowly but surely, you know, allowing it to sink in. And that's why we have those gatherings here, you know, to give us... Uh, um, holding environment so we can allow the process to happen and do it together. Because that's our work as human beings. And then through that, you know, we're gonna tap into new places of power again in our intimacy with the modern human world, we're opening up to so much more information, to so much more data. It's, we are just now in this uh, process of 
no longer trying to run away from it and saying, yes, I'm here. I'm available. And today I've brought with me a poem which speaks to that, I think, very powerfully. And I'm going to read that before we go into a guided meditation. And the poem was written by a Jewish um, person called Leon Wieseltier from his book Kaddish. Kaddish is the Jewish word for prayers for the dead. And the poem is called Sink So As to Rise. There are circumstances that must shatter you. And if you are not shattered, then you have not understood your circumstances. In such circumstances, in such circumstances, it is a failure for your heart not to break. And it is pointless to put up a fight, for a fight will blind you to the opportunity that has been presented by your misfortune. Do you wish to persevere pridefully in the old life? Of course you do. The old life was a good life. But it is no longer available to you. It has been carried away irreversibly. So there's only one thing to be done. Transformation must be met with transformation. Where there was the old life, let there be the new life. Do not persevere. Dignify the shock. Think so as to rise. Think so as to rise. And I think that's a beautiful uh, image of what we need to do, sink, sink into our deep intimacy with planet Earth through the fact that our bodies and the planet are one process. This is where we can find grounding. So, you know, allow your breath to take you into the body. And let the you know, let the press slow down a little bit more even. And, and feeling the intelligence of our bodies right now. The bodies are also organs of perception, organs of listening, listening in a wordless way. Sensing the vibration, the flow of the body. Maybe they are sensing some fatigue you're bringing or energy. Just 
being with whatever is happening. You know, sensing particularly out breath as you are relaxing down into the ground underneath you. And you know, allowing your nervous system to guide you. Sending down into the soil underneath you, sending down some roots there with the out breath. The roots go down underneath you into the soil and meeting roots of the trees and other beings there in the soil and the mycelium. The depths of the earth. Allowing those roots to gently burrow down into the darkness, the fertile darkness. Just like the roots of a tree coming out from underneath your seat, going down, 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 really deep, strong roots. And the earth is happy to receive them. With each breath, grounding into her and you're putting down a root system which can stabilize and steady you. And also draw up nutrients from her which she's very willing to give. And maybe, you know, you can sense how different it already feels having that perception available. I can sense a difference in the body.
And then also, you know, releasing all of your doubts and confusion and fear and sadness, releasing it all into the depths of the earth. She receives them so willingly. She can neutralize them. You know, as we're making ourselves available for this work of expanding our perception of who we are for the benefit of all sentient beings. Just allowing the roots to go down and consciously connect that you know sense of deep earthiness and that we are part of that earth We are an embodiment of that planet as a homo sapiens at this point in time, as we are called to return our attention in a different way, bring it back down and starting to intuit, you know, that this is a much more than human affair this embodiment of homo sapiens. It's much more than what meets the eye. We need to go deeper and deeper and we need to see with the whole body, to listen with the whole body and you know, opening up to this wordless transmission which can be sensed as we are consciously connecting with the vibrancy. Of planet Earth. We're speaking to us in this way without words, but sensing the aliveness, sensing the constant movement and flow and how we are intimately part of this and always have been. But now we are allowing it to become conscious. 
because that is what is needed to expand our perception and to open up new information to come to us at this time in history where we need that. And now, you know, we can also start to consciously breathing up from the earthiness of the network underneath us. We can just start to focus on our in-breath for some time now. Breathing up like through the trunk of a tree. You know, breathing up through our body, our organs. Our neck. behind our eyes, all the way up to the crown of the head. Just as you're inhaling, breathing all of that up, Then you're imagining that at the top of the inhalation, the crown of the head opens up and we're putting out branches into the sky. There are different kinds of roots. And they reach up into the sky. Different kind of root system. You know, reaching up in the unmanifest, timeless. The unseen dimension. Earth and the planet, the body is the manifest. We are grounding ourselves in and receiving strength and then breathing that up and reaching out through those branches from the crown of the head into the unmanifest, the unmanifest wisdom and compassion. A timeless. Like if you'd have a skylight top of the head.
the unmanifest dimension, the timeless, where our wise, you know, and well ancestors and future generations can send us their blessings. And where we can invite the unmanifest wisdom and compassion to bless us, to reign upon us. Listening into that silence through the branches of the tree which are reaching up and resonating with that vibrancy. So there's the root system above and the root system below. Vibrating, alive, and we can resonate with that, attune to that. And we are at the nexus point, you know, of those two dimensions. Our heart is the connection between those two dimensions. If we can, you know, put our hand onto our heart, if that's helpful. that bridge point, the barometer, where these two dimensions meet. And the heart is, you know, holding our sacred purpose our calling and our own, you know, personal way how we can respond to this intelligence 
which resides in the manifest and in the unmanifest. There needs to be a balance between the two of them because they are one. One flow of intelligence which presents differently but also balances each other. And we can trust, you know, into that intelligence of our own heart. And it's willingness, you know, to be informed. Even if it is confusing and scary and the heart is broken many times, this is the process of maturation. And whenever you know we are opening up to a bigger world, even that is a difficult process, that opening, then you know when it the rapport is established again, there's a sense of joy and a sense of intimacy and connection. Then the next challenge comes along. So breathing into the heart and feeling the connection to your innermost being. You know, which is here to serve this process of growth, maturation, until the end of all suffering.
and knowing, you know, that all of us are on this journey together. That's why we have come here, because we all feel that calling in some way or another. That evolutionary urge to evolve. We are forming a network. All, you know, being together in that process of becoming more intimate with the web of life. And, you know, witnessing each other's application and dedication to this by showing up even if it's hard sometimes but showing up anyway and trusting Trusting, you know, that we are in this together. And we can strengthen each other by, you know, witnessing this. Coming back to it again and again. Just sensing that connection with the manifest and the unmanifest. And that this calling is felt by all of us. And that in order to grow and expand, we need to clear the pipes, to, re to allow the flow to go into areas which are traumatized and contracted and clogged up. And with a lot of kindness, Allowing that process to do its natural work.
Then, you know, being aware of that which knows about all of this. Being conscious of awareness. Just simply not being that knowing. So in the moment also I'm going to ring the bell. Please you know, try to come back to the body. 
and you know when you hear the bell later trying to stay connected with the body from inside Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.